Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Get select Ernie Ball strings, three for ten. Save $100 on a Fender Special Edition Strat, or get a Yamaha acoustic for just $199. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in store now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are Locked On, the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban. Don't call it an emergency pod, Isaac. It is a halfway emergency pod. We were planning on doing a pod already. We were going to do the game six of the 2011 finals flashback, and we decided to push that back. And we're going to do this instead because things happened. Isaac asked me the question. Well, first off, we're, we're recording this at 1.15 in the morning. <laughs> so shout out to you fans out there. Love this, mainly because of the fight, the McGregor. And but, Floyd fight. But also because I got free tickets to the Cowboy game. And we were going to do it earlier, but then all of a sudden I was, on, <laughs> I was yeah. on the way to the Cowboys game. And you're like, hey, are we doing the podcast? And I was like, uh. Yeah, no, that's how this went you, down. It was like, hey, <laughs> when are we going to record? And we're like, all right, let's shoot for six. Because <laughs> I, was going out to hang, I was going to hang with my friend to watch the game. And <laughs> we're like, let's do it at six. So at six, I race home from shopping with my wife. Get home at six, and I'm like, all right, get ready to do this me, thing. He texts me, "Are you ready?" And I said, "Are you ready for some football?" Literally, that was Nick's text back. I'm like, I'm about to throw a football at your face. That's what I was ready for. I felt so bad. I felt so bad. He came home because I thought it was clear that I was going to the game, but it was up in the air. And then it, my wife texted me, and she said, "You have four minutes to find someone to go to the game with you." And I was like, "Why do I have four minutes?" Well, apparently somebody at her work had given her tickets and somebody else wanted to pick them up. But if I got there, if I, you know, claimed them in time, I would have got them. So me and my friend went. We went to the Cowboys game. It was pretty fun. Saw Cooper Rush throw a couple of touchdowns. Saw Dez, Zeke, Dak. Saw all of them. Saw Jalen Smith. That was good. There you go. Saw Derek Carr. Saw Marshawn Lynch for the Raiders. Yeah. Saw Mari Cooper, so, Khalil Mack. So Forsett did, the, uh, did their chaplain was you know did their chaplain thing last night and uh we were talking about him and marshawn marshawn's like one of her uh one of his like big brothers and stuff and oh yeah he had a lot of good things to say about marshawn and stuff but good deal it was fun the fight the fight was awesome tonight hats off to mcgregor for lasting 10 rounds yeah and just i mean he's an insane individual just going toe-to-toe with him and you know, like be actually being aggressive, and Connor made that fight, uh, you know, en- entertaining. Oh yeah, because if if it because obviously we saw what it could have been with the Mayweather Pacquiao fight, and I didn't watch a minute of that, but you heard it, <laughs> you heard it on social media right after that nothing happened. At least in this fight, something happened. I'm not a huge boxing fan, not a huge fight fan at all, but uh, it was a little entertaining to me. It was, it was entertaining. I'm a UFC guy. I, I like UFC, but boxing, you know. I probably wouldn't have. I probably would have watched it on an app on my phone. 
uh, if it wasn't for some friends, but it was a fun thing to watch. And McGregor, I was obviously rooting for McGregor. If you didn't think McGregor had a shot until the fight started, round one gave you hope. Even though you knew, like, even though you knew, even after the first three rounds, McGregor won the first three rounds. And I even texted my dad. I was like, man, Connor's like landing some, you know, good shots on him. I was like, but Floyd's just like waiting, waiting for him to tire out. Like, everyone knew. That's what it seemed like. It was like people were saying, oh, Connor's going to hang with him. I was like, yeah, Floyd's not really doing anything. (laughs) Maybe that's just because I'm not a boxing guy. Like, I just never watch it. But I'm like, he's just kind of like, Putting his fist, putting his gloves up, and just kind of taking little shots here and there, and not really being aggressive. Yeah, so I give it to Floyd for being forty and taking those oh, shots yeah. for Jeez. for those three rounds. But it was fun. It was, and they had respect for each other after the game, after the match, and that was super cool. Until Connor called him a Mexican, which is super weird. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like Floyd literally just got in saying on the mic. Man, yeah, he was tougher than I thought he would be. He's a good fighter and all this stuff. And Connor comes up and is like, yeah, I made you fight like a Mexican. I'm like, what the freak, dude? Like, why are you saying that? <laughs> like, I like you. but <laughs> So, but anyway, it was entertaining. It was. What was also entertaining to me, I was in some sort of coma today. Oh, my gosh. The Nerlens Noel situation came to a, I don't want to say a conclusion. I don't think it no, came no, to no. It did oh, not come to no. a conclusion because... Now, not only are we going to have to talk about the Nerlens contract for the rest of the year, but we're going to have to look forward to next summer. And so we're going to break some rest of that of down year? for you today. What? Rest of the year? The rest of the year. I don't think so. It's going to come up all the time. I guarantee you. People are going no, to no. tw- well, okay. we'll tw- talk about more. In a people second. are going to tweet it to us all the time because the one thing that's going to scare everybody is the fact that Nerlens signed with Rich Paul in Clutch Sports. The yeah. fact that he has a one-year deal. And the fact that LeBron is going to leave Cleveland and go somewhere else, and the fact that I don't think he could, it has anything he to do could with go LeBron. with LeBron. That's the, I think that's the and, thing. And the Lakers thing, I agree with what Kevin Pelton said. Like I, I think you can almost mark LA off the off the list because they want they want two stars, and they ain't going to be able to afford him. I mean, he's not he's not on Paul George's level. Because so, Pelton pretty much laid it out: six teams that right now have cap space for next summer, and he said you can pretty much mark four of them off. And he went and marked four off, which hey, pretty who, much is. Who were the, you remember who the six were? Well, I know Atlanta was one of the ones that were were good, uh, but it was like Lakers, um, was a Philadelphia. You know, of course they're not yeah. bringing him back. And it was a it was two other teams that's going to have cat space, but they they have a young center already, and it's just not going to make sense. Were the Bulls, so. one of them probably. Bulls in Atlanta were the two like threats. Yeah, the two, threats. Yeah, if you want to say threats. So. Yeah, quote-unquote threats. So this is what happened. Nerlens Noel signed the qualifying offer, which is a one-year $4.1 million deal. So he will be on the books for $4.1 million, meaning, and someone pointed this out to me today, and I know we've definitely mentioned it before, going into the season, if nothing else happens, Dwight Powell and Josh McRoberts will be the third or fourth highest-paid players on the team. <laughs> it's totally funny. Shout-out to whoever uh, tweeted that to me. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but this is what, so this is what happened. Chris Haynes tweeted at about noon today that Nerlens Noel signs one year, $4.1 million qualifying offer to return to Mavs. League sources tell ESPN reported $17 million quote unquote offer was non-existent in any form, which was a ton to unpack. That was Chris Haynes. That was a great tweet. (laughs) There's so much stuff in there. Like it's just so jam packed. It's like, 
that tweet was a meatloaf. There's just so much stuff in it, and there's just so many like little things that you can find in it. And then immediately after that, Woj tweeted, Nerland's Noel clearly betting on himself with acceptance of $4.1 million qualifying offer. He turned down four-year, $70 million Mavs offer made on July 1st, sources say. Which, at the time, seemed contradictory, even though... Four years over seventy million equals out to seventeen and a half million. So maybe that's where they're going. Maybe that's where they're going with that. Just the semantics of the numbers. But then, the big one. This is the the biggest tweet of, of the day to me. Even bigger than the Chris Haynes tweet was Happy Walters, the former agent of Nerlens Noel, tweeting out at Chris B Haynes. You can't rewrite history for Rich Paul. Mark Cuban offered a four year seventy million dollar deal, and Nerlens passed. Hashtag diligence tweets woof and then <laughs> then tim mcmahon quoted woge's tweet earlier and said nerlens noel asked mavs for max offer was pulled soon thereafter per sources then mark cuban told tim cato of sb nation about uh whether these four million dollar four year 70 million dollar deal was put back on the table after you know all the money dried up and everything and cuban said it's hard to say we never got there so isaac what do you think about the qualifying offer? How did we get here? It's all about the timeline. So me and Cato talked today, um, and it's all about the timeline of things because for me, there's some things that don't add up. It's You have to think that there was a second with how this is being spun and where, where Cato, I wish we had, we could have got Cato on here too because where me and Cato went back and forth on was, the wording of the reports, because the reports are saying that Dallas pulled the offer for right. the seventeen million a year. Right. Okay. Well, here's the thing. So if Dallas Dallas offers the seventeen mil on, on July Nerland, for, on July first, yes, Nerlens declines it and says, "Hey, on July I 1st. want Max." <laughs> yes, Nerlens declines it. Says, "I want Max." So at that point, is if the you, offer pulled, or is the offer still sitting there? For, because my question was, what was the second offer? Because under my assumption was, Nerlens declines it on the first. In Dallas, what a lot of people were reporting, including Tim McMahon, said, hey, Dallas is pretty much saying, go out and get your money. Let's see if you can get it. And so, to my assumption, Nerlens goes out to the league and says, "What? You know, can I get this? Can I get this amount from these other teams? He obviously didn't get it. So when he came back around to Dallas, what was the second offer? Because what was the second offer to make Harry, Happy Walter say, we're waiting on a serious offer from Dallas? Because right. Right. then you have the report saying the $17 million was never there. Like, okay. Was it, so, yeah, right. Was it not there or was that not a serious offer? Yeah. So that's – that. like what what is the in-between <laughs> – what is the image like? What was Dallas's second offer? Because then some people, like Cato, you know, reported, and he said there was never a second offer. Nerlens never came back. So, if he never came back, then was the offer ever pulled? You see what I'm saying? Like that—that's what. Yeah. Or was because it because to me? What to me? It says it was pulled in the sense that he rejected it, and so then they could just kind of pulled it. And I don't know if there's like paperwork that has to go in with that, or if they just like. You know, like if they not pulled in the sense that it wasn't available, the fact that they just pulled it back and were like, they're not pushing it. You know what I mean? 
Because that because that changes a lot of stuff too of us yes. saying Nerlens is betting on himself when really Nerlens might have wanted that seventeen million again. <laughs> like after he came back around, yeah. what if Nerlens was saying, "Yeah, I admit my mistake." Nerlens says, "I want the seventeen million." So then, who's it on? <laughs> is it on Dallas because it's being reported as Dallas pulled the offer, but was it Nerlens? So that's where the timeline and contradiction comes in, and we will never know until somebody lays it out too. Because you even see reports. You know, some people were putting it on Twitter today, and it was funny. As far as some people are saying, Dallas did report to seventeen million. Then there was another report from another person saying that Nerlens's camp saying the Ner- the seventeen million was never even there. Yeah, ever but at any then, point. <laughs> but then Happy Walters saying, "Yeah, it was offered." So it's however you want to turn is a mess. I mean, it's so, just some of this. I think might be the the fact that he changed agents and saying that it was there for Happy, but maybe it wasn't there like when Rich was there. So Rich was Rich might be telling people that it was never there, but that he like it wasn't there for him. You know what I mean? Like it could be just some weird coinc- like weird thing where. Reporters are just misinterpreting what they're being told in a way. Be- yeah, because my thing is when I when I tweeted out today and I said, and this is what started, you know, Kato and I, we, our dialogue as far as when I tweeted out, I said, my question is, what was Dallas's second offer? And he was reporting there was never a second offer. So my point, my perspective on Dallas's issue was, okay, so if you're Dallas and you're Cuban and I'm sent back and you're saying 17 million, that's all we want you for? You, they had to come back with a different offer. Like they had to come back after it was all said and done, and say, you know, you would have to think that, like, yeah. and say twelve million. <laughs> you know, like yeah, if something. it's something, you know, ten million, something to the degree that where Nerlens and his camp said that four million qualifying offer is way worth it. You know, like <laughs> I can understand if it was ten million a year, Dallas, is, if there was a second offer, but. The notion, it's just wild to me to, to think that on July 1st, Nerlens declined $17 million a year. Which and did not only, seem crazy at the time. And then they didn't even speak until he signs a qualifying offer today. Yeah, that doesn't that's, make sense. That's wild to me. So that's why I, I feel like there's some in-between there in the timeline that, I don't know, I'm just saying I got, I'm not, I, this is not sourced at all, that there had to, and like, I feel like there's a, there was a second offer in there saying after Nerlens came back around to when a lot of people were reporting at that time and saying, okay, well, now Dallas has the leverage. Now they don't have to go up. Right. Now they can lower their offer. And I feel like that offer would make the report come out and say, well, we're waiting on a serious offer again. You know, so there's yeah, a lot of Yeah, waiting on a serious stuff. offer again would have even been, been more different than that. And there's a lot of people that are saying right now, well, why didn't the Mavs, you know, Nerlens wouldn't take the 17. Why would they just offer more? Like you said, and like we've always said, the Mavericks had all the leverage at this point. Nerlens lost all the leverage as soon as the money dried up. The money dried up. He wasn't going to get the deal that he got earlier. And so maybe the Mavs, like you said, maybe they did give him a second offer or maybe they just said it's going to be in this range or something like that. And that's just as that part is not being reported by anybody, which yeah, and that's that part. Did Dallas not want him after that? That's that's my that's the thing. Because if there was never a second offer, then it makes it seem like Dallas said, "Well, screw it." Like if you didn't take our yeah. seventeen million, because then it's re- it's being reported Dallas pulled the seventeen million dollar offer. And if well, one plus one equals two. If they pulled the offer and they never made a second offer, then that means you don't want him. You know, like you see what I'm saying? Like <laughs> no, I definitely see what you're saying. 
and then maybe they didn't want him. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, I'll come back for four million. They're like, heck yeah, we'll take you for four, for four million. <laughs> like, can't turn that's that down. I, yeah, and that's why I feel like there there was a second negotiation in there. It would make sense because why would Dallas say like? Dallas wants him. You know, like yeah. Why would Dallas? Like we've said this this entire summer, we were we were definitely sure he was going to come back. We were sure that a deal was going to be done, and we said Dallas wants him. They keep putting him in. You know, keep mentioning him in the future and all this stuff. And then today, the promotional material comes out for season tickets, and he's not on the cover. Even though, as soon as he got traded, literally a week after he was traded to the Mavericks, he was put on the team bus. <laughs> He was put on the bus. Like you have to. I don't know what it takes to print something that gets put on a bus. That you know, it's like the covering for the bus. It's like a decal or something like that that covers the entire bus, not just like a sticker or a poster or like a billboard on the side of a bus. Like the entire side of the bus had Nerlens on it, Dirk on it, West Barnes. Like it had Nerlens on it. To me, that just that showed that they wanted him to be part of the future and they were you know excited about it. And then all of a sudden now to come out with season stuff and he wasn't on it maybe that's just because he wasn't signed at that point but i don't know if it's a coincidence they came out on the same day yeah i don't know i mean that it is wild i mean i, I think it did catch a lot of people off guard uh, a lot of people plugged into the situation i know that i was texting a team employee today and i know they were shocked yeah. um we saw people that you know were guests on our podcast that talked to you over this finals week <laughs> yeah. that was tweeting out and they were shocked and they're really plugged in also. Yep. Um, they're even more it, plugged in cause they work for the team. They get paid by. Yeah. And so you it's know? like, it's stuff like that where, you know, it wasn't just us. It wasn't just, you know, other media that, you know, was just kind of blindsided by this. It, it's just, I mean, I put it, I put this as like a 5% and it's funny cause there was a guy on Twitter today. He asked me back like a month ago, on Twitter, he's like, what about the qualified offer? And I tweeted at him, QO is not happening. Well, he dug <laughs> up that he dug up that tweet today yeah. and, and tweeted at me. He was like, well, it did happen, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, I eat my yeah, words. Right. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll and gladly I eat my words because this is such a weird thing. Like, this just does not happen. I think the last one was Spencer Hall's back, like, <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> and it just doesn't happen. And when you look at them, I don't have it in front of me, but it's like, I mean, it's a high number. It's like, 13 out of the last 14 or something that hit, that accepted the last qualifying offer, they were not on the team long-term. Like, that was it. And you have to think, like, and it, this is my question for you. Like, what does this mean long-term? Like, how does this set the stage for Nerlens? Obviously, he's motivated this year because right. he wants to make money. Right. So he wants to play well. But how does this go with his relationship with front office moving forward? Relationship with the front office, and I think most importantly, relationship with the teammates. You know, relationship with with the team, and for them, sometimes they know as much as we do. <laughs> you know, like sometimes yeah. they they just know the stuff. They learn their their they learn their own deals sometimes from Twitter. They learn that they get traded from Twitter. Like sometimes they just you know they don't know they just know as much as we do. And so for them to see this, maybe they're seeing the same stuff as us guys that are not you know in Dallas that are around that are you know overseas that are you know all over the place. They say that they see this stuff coming out that he declined a four year seventy million dollar deal to stay with the team to stay loyal to the team you know to stay with them and everything. And then now he declined it for this one year deal. Maybe that shows to them that he wants to leave. And we saw this we saw this tweet today from Dennis Smith Jr. and mm-hmm. I am the king of reading into stuff way too much, but 
He tweeted this out, and it was he quote tweeted, he, meaning he went back and he found the tweet that Nerlens Noel tweeted when he got drafted. That was like, "Welcome to the family." All this stuff, we're gonna go at it, blah blah blah. You know, just like "Welcome to the family" kind of tweet that was tweeted on draft night from Nerlens Noel. Dennis Smith Jr. quote tweeted it and said, "Han," which, according to the, the guy that runs the you know the Reddit Mavericks uh, account, he doesn't actually run Reddit Mavericks. He just runs the Twitter account. But shout out to him. Uh, he said that that means like ho ass and then n word like that's what it means and then it's like it just shows that um that that's that tweet was up for about what 10 seconds oh man i didn't even i couldn't even get a screenshot in it went up so fast like i, I quote tweeted it and i was about to go back and screenshot it and it was gone <laughs> it was just completely yeah. gone but it just was like discrediting the words and being like what do you mean like you didn't sit you know you didn't say that you know, what this means nothing to me now or like you know just discrediting what he said and so a deleted tweet to me means that he meant it <laughs> you know like i don't there's like there's tweets that i've sent that i deleted mostly because of typos because i'm really good at that but you know if i tweet something and all of a sudden i'm like man that was dumb I'd go back and delete it right but in a little bit of you meant that and so this could be awkward <laughs> this could be weird this could be and nerland's already a quiet guy in the locker room, at least from what we've seen, um, and so for for him to be in there and then to now have to you know interact with teammates and practice, and I think time can heal stuff. I think a veteran team can heal stuff. This is one of the reasons why you keep veterans around, like De- uh, Devin Harris and obviously Dirk and JJ Barea and even Wes. And you know I think Harrison Barnes is going to be really good for the situation. If this is going to be weird, if this is going to be a thing where the team is going to look at Nerlens as a guy that doesn't want to be there anymore. This is the reason why you have veterans like that because a young team would just let this perpetuate. And talking about the main storyline for media day. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. It's, it's media day is coming up and this Every is all player we're going to talk about. Get asked about it. This is all we're going to talk about. And it's going to be super annoying, but it's part of it. So I ask you, so how do you think this is going to play out? <laughs> My my thoughts as because I have my own, I have my opinion I have what I want Dallas to do and I'm going to publish those tomorrow on Sunday <laughs> so you'll probably see it but we'll talk, I'll give mine in a second so I'm, I want to ask you like how do you think it will play out and how do you want it to play out how I see this is going to play out is Nerlens wants a max deal Nerlens is not going to get a max deal Nerlens, if Nerlens plays his absolute best he averages a double double averages two blocks two steals right. He is, you know, in the running for a defensive, you know, uh, all defensive team in the running, like not close. Cause I just don't think that he could get there next year and the team's not going to be like as good and won't be in that many situations. He plays that good. Then he goes out on the, the market next year. The market's going to be a lot like it is this year. The cap's not going to spike like it, like it did two years ago. And I explained this in my piece that I, I posted on, uh, on, es- on espionage, uh, Mavs Moneyball today. Close enough. <laughs> I was ri- very well read or written. I you read. You read it very I, well. <laughs> I read. I read that uh, going down the road, and you covered all the bases really well. Do not read. Do not read pieces and drive. <laughs> oh, okay. My, I did not read that going down the road. I was sitting still. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, so I just laid everything out, and it's uh, you know it's what happened with Nerlens Noel, what the contract negotiation, he's betting on himself, all that, and uh, so he he bets on himself, and then he goes out, and the like, the cap isn't going to spike like it did two years ago when it went up nineteen million dollars. Like that's huge. That's like, that was back then. That was a whole max contract. 
which it's not now because the cap is obviously way bigger. The cap, the max is, I said it wrong a couple pods ago, but it's 25%, 30%, or 35%, depending on how long you've been in the league. And so he's going to go out there, going to try to find a max deal, which it'll still be 25% of the cap at that point. So he's looking for a $25 million deal. He's going to go up against DeMarcus Cousins, Joel Embiid, uh, who is one of those teams, Sixers are one of those teams, he was a restricted free agent, and uh, other guys, Brooke Lopez, Joseph Nurkic, uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan, uh, the like Jokic and Towns and, and Miles Turner and Porzingis all could be free agents, but they all have those team options because they're all still on like rookie deals. Shouldn't so, Embiid though be the same? But Embiid was drafted before all those guys, so he's he's getting he's now at his restricted free agency. Oh, so uh, they you, didn't extend him. You get to hmm. not, they probably can this year. Um, oh, okay. I'm not sure about all the extension stuff, but he's you know going up against guys like that. Even Brooke Lopez, you know, there's just a bunch of dudes that are going to be free agents, a bunch of big guys, a bunch of guys that have you know have actually played full seasons. <laughs> I think this is another scenario where you know a guy that is has injury issues. If he has one injury, then you know it, it's kind of done for him. Um, but for for how I see it play out, he's going to go against all those guys. It's going to be the exact same thing next year. He's going to go up against all those guys. All the money's going to dry up, and he's not going to find his max deal. And he's going to end up coming back to the Mavericks for the four years, seventy million. <laughs> I think that's I think that's what it happens. And I think time heals stuff. I think he likes being with the Mavericks. I think he likes his teammates. I think he's going to love playing with Dennis Smith Jr. I think he's going to love the rest of the guys on the team. This is a good group of guys to be around. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of you know rondos you know or like there's not a lot of guys like knuckleheads or guys that are just hotheads or guys that are you know hard to be around it's not that kind of a team and so i think it's going to be be good for him i think it's this is going to be a tougher year for him but i think he'll enjoy it and i think he'll get better as a player and he'll see that and he'll want to stay um that being said someone else has up has pointed out i think it was either on reddit or twitter today that the mavericks are notorious for looking and trying to land a big fish and looking out and trying to get something else while losing something that they already have either in Tyson or, you know, somebody else like that. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was, was telling, but I think he comes back next year for the four years. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings, much more. Yes, while Geico could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, Geico has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more. Well, that this is awesome because we're on a podcast and we can completely disagree to give fans something different. <laughs> I think Dallas should trade him in a heartbeat. Wow. I think it's done. Like, in that... So, here's the thing. This is also something to remember, too. So, Bobby Marks tweets this out today. Yep. I put, Bobby put Marks on ESPN. Put this in my piece as well. And I pull this. I pull this out of Larry Coon's frequently asked questions too, talking about the bird C- rights. The CBA frequently asked questions, which is all about the collective bargaining agreement, all the rules yes. and stuff for max contracts, bird rights, all that stuff. Because Bobby Marks tweets out today saying that Nerlens in a in a situation with trade. Because okay, so looking at it this way for Dallas, who's not happy with Dallas right now? Nerlens. So you know the camp because he wanted this money. Dallas didn't do it. 
and you know that's kind of where they're at like you know him taking a qualifying offer you know the level that you have to reach <laughs> to take a qualifying offer especially at, with your fragile kneecaps like you're betting on yourself rich paul and them's putting it in his ear saying this is what you got to do so for dallas if you're noel and you hit free agency next summer and you at least have some other teams that are hitting around the same mark in free agency like let alone not just saying sayonara like i'm out i'm done like y'all y'all screwed me over last year i mean however you want to say it he's still gonna make four million dollars he wanted at least yeah. 20 probably he's so making 16 less million this year dollars. than he did last year man it's just insane so but here's the thing dallas can't just cut ties with nerlens and, and ship him off tomorrow Bobby Marks tweets this out today, and it's a little niche inside the CBA that it's kind of similar to what D-Will had when, when Darren Williams signed his one-year deal. They have to have Nerland's consent for a trade. Wow. And this is, this is huge because it basically, says in Basically Larry no Coonsane, trade clause. It's not the exact same, but. Basically because he would have to be given up. And, it, and Larry Coon says when the player is paying under a one-year contract, and will have Larry Bird or early Bird rights at the end of the season. This includes first-round draft picks following their fourth season. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have to waive their Bird rights in order to get traded. Exactly. The player's consent is also required um, you know, for the situation. So, if we want to say Dallas holds all the cards right now, they kind of don't. Like, there's a card that Nerlens is setting back saying, you know what? I'm going to play the season and see you later. Like, and there is literally nothing Dallas could do about it. Like, Nerlens could say right now, I'm going to, I am done with y'all. I'm going to play and I'm going to play as best as I can. But I'm out when free agency hits. And there's nothing Dallas can do about it. And Dallas will lose him for nothing. And that will be huge with the set. That will be a huge setback with this rebuild. So, my thing is. You already have a, a bridge that's very damaged with Nerlens in this situation. You can't, you know, it's not official yet. We haven't gotten the, you know, the press release or anything yet. So nope. it's not official yet. It's all still reports. So after it happens, then you have to wait, you know, until the, you know, 90 days or whatever it is. It's not 90 days. December. Well, this situation, crap. It might be, it'll be in like, what, January or I don't know. You have to wait. You can't just sign him and then trade him two weeks later. Start of the season to to a certain date. Okay, so December fifteenth. Then after that hits, I'm sitting now in Nerland and saying, "Let's let's try to figure something out. Let's try to figure out a home for you." And because and this this is thing with Nerland's like because now he's at that four point one million. Man, like at this point, if you're Dallas, you know you can get. Like you can focus a trade package on it, like a draft pick, because your mindset, like I mean, you could be really bad. Like if you think Nerlens is for sure leaving, then you're trying to do anything. You're trying to get anything. I I disagree with you thinking that the bridge between Nerlens and the Mavericks is is broken and that it's done. I think I don't know if it's done done, but I think it's on the last. Like don't break the ice. Like it's on that last strand. Yeah, and because I how it had to be so bad that he accepts a qualifying offer for four million dollars. That's not, not <laughs> this is a, this is an unprecedented thing, so we can't really compare it to anything. But he he posted an Instagram story right after this, and 
It was him in the car, and we've seen all these athletes. We've seen Rudy Gobert. We've seen LeBron. We've seen all these guys post these these dumb Instagram stories where it's them in a car in shades or something with a song playing. And the song was playing, and it was two by Lil, Lil Uzi Vert somebody. I don't know how to say it. but yeah. uh, And it just says, I don't give an F what anybody, care, what anybody says. Like, I don't give an F what nobody says. And to me... I think I definitely think he's betting on himself. I don't think that it got so bad that all he all he could do was take the qualifying offer. I think he really thinks he's worth a max contract. I think this dude was the number one player in the country. I think he went into to Kentucky. He thought he was going to be the number one pick in the draft in that 2013 draft. He didn't get picked. He got picked sixth. I think he's got this chip on his shoulder. He went to Philadelphia. Then they they drafted all these centers above him and then or after him. And we're playing Joel, and they were all enamored with Joel Embiid, and they became, you know, the second or third center on the team at some points. He's complained about minutes there. I think this dude really thinks that he's worth a max contract and really wants to prove it. And I think it wasn't against the Mavericks. I think either that seventeen million was still there, and he just said, No, like I'm not gonna take that. I think I'm worth this. And I'm gonna prove that I'm worth this. And I don't give an F what anybody says. Like I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna prove this. And sometimes Sometimes when you want to prove something, you want to prove it to somebody, whether that's a coach or somebody, you don't necessarily hold contempt for the coach or hold contempt for the person that's holding you back from something if you know that you haven't shown that yet. You know, like if you don't, like for playing time, like if you don't think you you deserve to, you know, if you think like I have what it takes to show this coach that I can deserve that playing time, but I haven't done it yet and I want to and I'm going to, you know, like I think he wants to go out there and show everybody. And I think he does like playing for the Mavericks. I think he likes being with the Mavericks because he was, you know, working out with them, you know, during the summer. He went to summer league. He was there. He was hanging out with guys. There had to be something that happened. If, if you think that there, between then, which is July, and now, like a month, there's a month that happened. And in that month, something happened for him to just, you know, be done with the Mavericks. I don't he fired think, his I, agent, got a new agent, and signed a qualifying offer. That's what happened. Something, something that happened between him and the Mavericks. That's what that's that's what happened. I'm, not, I'm saying something that that caused that to be the effect. That was the effect. I don't know if there was something that caused that. Something that he got so frustrated by that he decided to do that. I think he was frustrated with the agent because he couldn't make it happen, and then he tried to get another agent. This guy's still only 23, by the way. <laughs> Like and he's in charge of his of his own thing. So if he's if he's stubborn and saying I am worth this deal, then he then the, the agent says you are not worth this deal. We are not going to get this. And he's like, all right, I'm going to find a guy that can go out and get money for guys. I'm going to get go out and get a, find an agent that got a max deal for Tristan freaking Thompson and for for Eric. <laughs> but Bledsoe, he didn't get it though. For Eric Bledsoe, Tristan Thompson basically got it. I mean, he got a way. No, I'm deal. saying Rich didn't get it for him now. No, that's what like, this, this is what I'm saying. I'm going to go out there and get this this agent that went out and got this big money for guys like Tristan Thompson, Eric Bledsoe, you know, Catavius Caldwell Pope got a $20 million deal, you know, it was a year, but still. He says, "I'm going to go out and get that guy." He does. Then he find then he finds out from the new guy, it's not going to happen. What we got to do if you want this deal, if this is the only thing that you want, if this is the only thing that you're laser focused on is to get a max deal, take this one-year deal. Bet on yourself. Do the Joe Flacco thing. You know, bet on yourself. Go out there. Prove it. Get the max. And he's like, all right, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to show the Mavericks. I'm going to show the the, you know, the entire NBA that I'm worth it. But are you better not betting on yourself if there's no offer on the table? That's that's the thing that we are still missing. Yeah, and that that's my thing. Like, how – if there was no second offer, then 
why the change of agents and sign the qualifying offer and like there was nothing you know that and then but if we talk about the, the missing link and it's it's not the missing link in the sense of like evolution like oh we've never seen a half monkey half human it's not like that missing link but i think the link between those two things could be that that quote from uh the quote the cuban said to tim cato and sb nation was that you know it's hard to say we never got there I don't think Nerlens Noel ever went back and asked for that offer again. I think if he would have went back and asked for that offer again, I think the Mavericks would have given it to him. This is just total speculation. I think if he but went didn't back, didn't other people report though? Didn't other people report that that well, was not the case? That that the Dallas and said that it was it was pulled. But I think if but Cuban saying if we never got there, like if he went back and tried to you know get it again, I think Nerlens was just laser focused on getting that deal because twenty five million is a lot different than 17. And I know that for a lot of people out there, they say, well, psh, you know, that's, you know, nothing. What if you, you could get a $25 an hour job and instead you were given a 17? Some people still would be like, man, I would totally take <laughs> like the 17. But that's a huge difference over the course of a year, over the course of four years. You know, this could be one of Nerland's only chances. If he had, you know, with his injury history, you know, he's still young enough that he can bounce back from these type of injuries, these knee injuries. Eventually, if he keeps going, you know, like let's say he takes his four-year deal, he might not be able to get another deal like this. So he's got to he's got to go for all he's worth, you know. So so what about Gordon Hayward in Utah? And Utah didn't pay him. Yeah, I mean we we think that that played into it. I think it did. And we've so got are we've you comfortable see. enough? Are you comfortable enough? Ninety-nine percent. If you're Dallas and trade deadline's coming, and Nerlens is playing pretty well. And you're saying, all right, I'm comfortable. We're, we're, he's hitting unrestricted free agent, free agency this summer. I'm comfortable. And you, you go past the trade deadline because you're that comfortable that Nerlens is going to come back. No matter what he says, no matter what he does, that you're, gonna, you're that comfortable of going past the deadline. At this that's point- where it comes down to because that's huge. Because if you lose Nerlens for nothing – this is what I mean. To me, I think it's huge in the in the rebuild because we've been picturing, we've been saying all along, Nerlens is part of this, Nerlens part of this, and I think that the, I don't think Dallas, you know, his the trade leverage won't be a ton, especially if a lot of people think he's going to leave Dallas. But I think there would be a, I think there would be a, a decent market for him on the trade market. The other, that's why I'm saying I'd rather get ahead of it. Another reason why I am pretty confident and I'm a little suspicious and a little skeptical at this point is uh, I think Mark Deeks pointed this out earlier. He's like, this just proves that nobody wants New Orleans. <laughs> and to me, that's a little bleak, but it is a little, it, it is pretty skeptical. The deal that the Mavericks gave to get New Orleans, And then the fact that no one offered him anything, like anything didn't even try, didn't even try to go for it. To me, that either says that no team wanted him, or no team was able to give him the deal that he actually wanted. Because these teams talk to agents all the time. And they could have thrown out like, hey, you know, we're the Atlanta Hawks. We can offer, you know, like 16, 17. He's like, no, that's what he turned down from the Mavericks. He's not going to take that. He wants the max deal. Like, well, we can't offer that. You know, like, it's weird that no team has offered him anything. It just doesn't – It that to me So if nobody wants him, are you comfortable about us wanting him? <laughs> that's another thing. Another thing that somebody, mean- somebody pointed out on Reddit was that you know Chandler Parsons, another good player with injury history. He wanted a max contract, max contractor bust, and didn't get it, and so he went and got it somewhere else. 
and Memphis was apparently dumb enough to take it. So this could be another thing. We 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 praise the Mavericks training staff. We praise Casey Smith. Maybe he sees something. Maybe it's like I this guy can play basketball. He's still gonna be able to play basketball at a high level, and he's gonna be you know fairly durable. But there is something, and I don't think that we should commit to this guy huge money long term. And so they didn't. The same thing they did with Chandler Parsons, and the Chandler Parsons thing turned out to be great. And I think this is going to be the same thing again. Yeah, and that's. I mean, that's the question you ask. I mean, if if no one wants him, if the you know what some people are tweeting, and no one's offering these big contracts, then what makes it more comfortable for us <laughs> saying, "Oh, yay, yay, we get him, cool"? Like, is it even a prize? So my question to you, and I pulled this on Smokey Cuban today. Is this the worst case scenario? What would what would have been the worst case scenario for the Mavericks? Somebody maxing him out and you having to match? So you having Nerlens at the max contract or the worst case scenario right now? That was always my worst case scenario. That's why we were counting down teams. That's why we were every podcast we were like, "All right, who has max money still?" You know, like going through all those teams and doing the countdown and why we were always looking at other teams to see what they had because to me that was the worst case scenario because I'm still skeptical of his knees. Because, man, thinking I was thinking back today, looking going in the locker room, seeing that guy, how he's built, and how much ice he has on his knees afterwards, and just seeing him, you know, like walk around and seeing him, like the maintenance he has to do on his knees already. To me, in a big man, that I, I'm, I'm questionable about that, and maybe that's just I don't know enough about you know like medical stuff and what his knees you know have been through and everything, and you know the ice situation and everything, but it just looks. It just it looks tough. It looks rough, man. Like just looking at his knees and looking at, you know, he has to, you know, ice them after every single game and everything. And I was skeptical about that. And I didn't want him at a, a huge dollar amount. And so that's why I was excited when the money all dried up because I was like, all right, we're going to get him at a good deal. I'm, I'm, I, if it was $17 million, I'd be over the moon. I think that's that's a great scenario. You get to, you get Nerlens for the, you know, the full four years. You get to, you know, figure out if he's going to be worth what he's worth. And then, uh, that hopefully at the end of that the rebuild will be you know the rebuild will be done he'll either be a big piece of that or it'll be a contract we're getting off of you know it's just i think it, it fit, fit on the timeline in that sense but if it's huge money if it's 25 million that really mucks up a lot of stuff that they want to do in the future now the qualifying the qualifying offer to me is he gets to bet on himself and if he proves it then yeah the Mavericks can offer him the most money they can offer him a max contract for 5 years with 8% raises each year any other team can only offer him four years with five percent raises each year. It's a big difference. So that, so that's, so you're you're going against the odds because the odds and against you know, all statistics, odds. <laughs> odds and statistics say that players who take the qualifying offer they don't come back. This like, is this is different don't. than anything we've ever said than we've ever so, seen. We said at the beginning. So would you rather have? So this is my this is my question. Would you rather have Nerlens on the max or not have Nerlens at all? I would rather have Nerlens at the max, which is why it was okay. my which is why it was my worst case because that he was always going to come back. I just don't, I figured that he was always going to come back. He was either going to do the qualifying, he was going to you know try with another team, but I would rather have him at the max than not have him at all. But okay, that okay. that's also saying right now there's no other options. <laughs> you know, like there's yeah. there's not a third option. There's not another player out there that's waiting in the wings. We don't have like a you know, a Zizich or Jeff Withy. <laughs> Somebody wait. Jeff Withy was Jeff Withy was in college when Nerlens Noel was in eighth grade. So, <laughs> I so 
for me, you know, obviously I, I we differ on this, but for me, in my opinion, like I think Dallas should just get a hold, get get ahead of it, and I just can't. No matter how good it's going, when trade deadline comes, I'm still not feeling comfortable. I'm, I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna say not. trade him. Well, and so that's that's what I that's what I'm suggesting. Like getting ahead of the game. Like call Boston. You have to find a team that he wants that he wants to go to. He's at four point one million. So I mean, it's pretty much you can trade him with anybody. Yeah, it's pretty. And you want to somebody trade. with picks. Call Boston. Boston needs a big guy. He's from Boston, or he has roots with Boston. Call Boston and say, "Hey, we want." You know, would they give up one of their picks? Would they give up one of the like the Grizzlies pick or the Clippers yeah, or, pick? Or their own pick. Yeah, or their own pick. Like, give me. You know, they're Draymond Green. You know, they're French Draymond Green. Give me you Boussoulet and like uh, your a first round pick next year, which will be in the twenties. It's something. Like in here, and here's my thing. Like even with this year, if they do trade Nerlens, I almost like the lineup with Dirk at center more because then you're <laughs> running like you can make it work. Like yeah. it's not you run you're running Dennis, Seth, West, Barnes, and Dirk out in a lineup, and then you you just space everything out. And so it, it's for me. I just can't lose him for nothing. And that that's my big thing. And I don't I don't see anything happening between now and trade deadline, whether he's playing great, because here's another thing. It's a long season, man. Yeah. Yeah, but but here's another thing here's another thing too. We thought everything was gonna be all peaches and cream. I mean, we just <laughs> saw a draft night in Erland saying, Welcome to the fam, like you just said, you know, with with Dennis. We thought, I mean, he was locked in. They, We were even talking about it, how Cuban and everybody was like, oh, yeah, Nerland's part of the core, blah, blah, blah. Everybody thought it was a done deal. This is, It obviously isn't now. So, like, that's my thing. Like, I, I want to get ahead of it before we lose him for absolute nothing because, and for people who don't think Dallas has any leverage, oh, they have leverage in the trade market because you know who controls how much money he's probably going to get and how, how well he's going to do? He doesn't want to mess with Dallas because if it comes trade deadline and, and Nerlens is saying, hey, I'm not going to give my consent to any team out there. All Dallas has to do is say, okay, we'll start Dirk at center. You can come off the bench. <laughs> they, they can just take away a featured role. Who's going to drop, you know, if, he, if he's not, if he's, if they're not going to use him right or put him in situations where he's not going to excel at the highest level, maybe some teams are out there going to look at him and be like, hey, I'm just saying like that, I want to get ahead of the curve because the odds free falling Tom Petty at the highest degree. The odds just ain't in our favor. Like the, the fact that we can assume right now that, you know, Mark Cuban and Rich Paul and and Nerlens are just out having drinks saying, Oh, this is all glory. Like, this is awesome. You know, do you, do you think it's like that? No, I think it's like, you know, Mark Cuban and everybody's looking at Nerlens and Nerlens across the table from him saying, all right, you don't think I'm worth that. I'm going to prove it to you. You know, and then just so you go do. Out. So you do think they're okay with it. So I like, think that this everybody's perfectly fine. Not perfectly fine, but like you know, Nerlens might be a little disgruntled, but he's disgruntled that he didn't get the offer, and he's going to go out and prove it. And maybe that's a little optimistic, but I think now is the time in the, you know, the sports movie or the time in the you know documentary movie where we see the montage, we see him do the work, we see him play in the games, we see you know just the montage of going through it and proving it and working back to it, and then coming back to the Mavericks later and saying. All right, I've proved it. Now give it to me. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, it's I mean, either one of those, and there's so many other scenarios. One thing I wanted to say about the qualifying offer is to explain to people, if you don't know what the qualifying offer is, 
It's an offer you have to extend in order to make the restricted free agent a restricted free agent. If you don't extend it to him, it becomes like KCP did, where they just completely lost him. So Contavious Caldwell-Pope was a guard for the Pistons this year, and he was going to be a restricted free agent. He was drafted the same year as Nerlens Noel, and they uh, gave him. They extended the qualifying offer at the beginning. Then they got Avery Bradley, and then they had then they pulled the qualifying offer from KCP because he was waiting to get a deal just like Nerlens was. They pulled it from him, and then the Lakers signed him outright for one year, twenty million. That's how KCP ended up, you know, with the Lakers, and that's where he is now. So the qualifying offer you extended to him to make him a restricted free agent. He was a restricted free agent, and then uh, he ended up taking the qualifying offer. And you can take it. You can take it like Nerlens did for the one year, four point one million. And the four point one million comes from uh, different criteria. There's uh, draft status. So if you're a certain pick, I think if you're in the top six picks, I think it's different than if you're in you know seven to something. Then there's uh, years in the league, and then there's also starter cr- criteria. So if you started a certain number of games, you are able to get a higher qualifying offer. So Nerlens was 4.4. KCP's was 5.5 because KCP started every game for the, the Pistons. Nerlens was a lot lower because he didn't start. So we're already seeing you know, Nerlens not playing a lot and that affecting you know his money <laughs> already. And it could again. So that's where the qualifying offer came from. That's what the qualifying offer is, if anybody didn't know. Uh, but this is an interesting thing. Before before we go, give me your quick thoughts on what do you think about the conspiracy of him and LeBron and the Lakers? Uh, none. I don't have any. Because there's so many Rich Paul agents. There's so many like there's so many players that are agents, and it's not like Nerlens is an all star. I mean, he's never even stiffed, sniffed an all star game. So like, why would LeBron be wanting Nerlens? You know, like I think it would be like. Oh, cool. But for the price tag Nerlens is wanting, like he's wanting like a big time paycheck. I mean, Lakers have much bigger, bigger plans than freaking Nerlens. Like, and if you're LeBron and you're looking at the Lakers saying, I need another star and they're saying, Hey, we got Nerlens. He's saying, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, anybody else? Like, you know, like, like I like Nerlens, but I also want to, I also want to throw two things out there. It has two effects, uh, two other effects. This obviously this opens up ten to twelve million in cap space for Dallas right now. Yep. And <laughs> yeah, Jeff Skid not... pointed that out earlier today, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's totally true." I forgot that they were so, like, now that he signed for way lower, that they have more cap space now because we assumed that he was going to be for the certain number. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Also, as far as you know, there's not really free agents right now that you would spend that on. Do you go out and spend it on Jamichael Green or? What if they just swap? What if they brought in Alex Lynn and like competed or something? You know, no, that would be no, weird. No, I want no <laughs> but, part of Alex Lynn. No, neither, no, I neither do I the Suns apparently. I don't want it either. But well, they they could be saying the same thing about Dallas and Nerlens. And bring Tyson back. But like, so you got the ten to twelve million. I think personally, Dallas just holds on to it, goes into the season talking about a trade ship. There, I mean, Dallas can look at other teams and say. You know, we could gain an asset as far as we'll take a contract back, give us some picks or something. Or if they do entertain the Nerlens trade market, you could look at some other other players out there, other centers, and it could be a reset mode for maybe another team. I mean, if there's another team out there that has a center under contract and they're like, hey, we want to get younger, we want to rebuild, and Dallas has that 10 to 12 million open. You combine Nerlens is four million with that. Suddenly, I mean, that's five. That's fifteen to sixteen million dollars that you could bring back in. Yep. Uh, in and you a can trade, all of a sudden so. you don't have to match the contracts at that point. You can take on exactly. More, you can take on more than you have, 
or that you're giving out. And I think that flexibility is huge for them this season because you don't want your team set when you're going into the season. You want some flexibility, especially if you're not going anywhere. Um, and you want that flexibility because there's going to be some stuff that opens up that you don't realize at the time, yeah. you know, like the James Harden thing all of a sudden opened up or, you know, the Chris Paul became, or all of a sudden became a thing. And, you know, you have the flexibility, you have the pieces to be able to get that. And you never know. I mean, we never know what could open up. It could be a CJ McCollum thing. It could be, you know, like something. Yeah, we have no clue. CJ McCollum's a good one. Um, you know, this doesn't really fit our timeline, but what if Memphis trades Mark Gasol? And we're saying, hey, we can give you a, you know, however you feel about Mark Gasol. But, like, a, a guy like that, a center like that, that you could throw Nerlens in this deal and, you know, somewhere to where in a situation like, like for instance, like Atlanta, you know, if Atlanta's going to come calling for him in free agency and you do are, you are entertaining trades, calling them up right now and saying, hey, we'll give you a head start. Like, and if you're Nerlens, you, you'll have a featured role there also. So, uh, but past that, second thing, I think this also does open up the 2018 draft class also. I tweeted that that out today. We've talked about this before because we've talked about Dallas going into next year's draft of Dallas really having two co- cornerstones in Dennis Smith Jr. and in Nerlens, and they would probably would love a wing. And some of these, you know, in the top eight of prospects in, in, in this next class, you're looking at like DeAndre Ayton and Mo, Mo Bamba, Guys that we, you know, we've been, I've been on the pod saying, okay, well, Dallas, you know, they're not going to really want them because we have Nerlens. We just signed, you know, we just signed hypothetically Nerlens. Well, now if we lose Nerlens, then that just opens it wide open. And because you have to consider that Nerlens first day of free agency next year could sign a max contract with Atlanta and there's nothing Dallas could do about it. And we're done. (laughs) So like not done, but done with that because we've seen before you sign those deals during the moratorium and stuff happens that is true you agree to those deals <laughs> you can go back gosh what if I, that happens again but it happens the other way and nerlands comes back to dallas that would be crazy <laughs> and dennis Smith jr and like harrison barnes are traveling <laughs> to boston bigger, or wherever nerlands lives and there's a chair picture gosh bigger picture as far as me and you, you seem like you have more of an optimistic. Yep. Hey, this is unfortunate, but everything will get. He'll have a monster year. We'll sign him for a big contract next summer. I'm saying, or he'll have a wake, is, or he'll, for me, or he'll have a wake up call and realize that he's not going to get the max deal and take the original deal. Okay. And then, so like 17 million at least for Nerlens yep. next summer, yep. probably for, from Dallas. You think he's going to be in Dallas long term? I think it's almost done. I think it. I think they'll entertaining trading him before the deadline, um, and we'll see. I for me, I haven't heard enough to prove to me, and, and it could happen throughout the year. Probably, you know what'll happen on media day. I'll see his face, and I'll be like, you know what, Isaac? I completely agree with you. I think it's completely done. I think he hates everything. I think he wants out. Uh, we, it could be like me, that. Media day will be huge because we got to see because. I feel like we can already kind of predict some how it's going to be answered. Hey, it's just part of the business. Yeah, is is this the business side of the NBA? Um, let's see how it's how it's going to play out as far as because we know Cuban is not always politically correct with his <laughs> answers. Um, as far as just yeah. how the answers stay intact, it's going to be a, a conversation all year, especially leading up to the trade deadline. Yeah. And people are con- constantly going to ask Nerlens, are you going to stay? Are you going to stay? Are you going to stay? Uh, because the ball is going to be in Nerlens' court then. 
Like that's gonna. I mean, it's in. Let's hope that he doesn't have to answer that question on a stage full of children at an elementary school. Let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Not like Kyrie. That's a yeah. It's a subtweet to to Kyrie, who the video went around that. By the way, the Kyrie <laughs> Kyrie thing's still up in the air. Apparently, you know Isaiah Thomas's hip is worse than the Cavs anticipated, and they're looking for another asset. And gosh, what if that deal just blows up? I don't think it will, but. Definitely Boston has more to lose in it blowing up than Cleveland. Yeah, yep, because they'll just find another place for Kyrie. Cle- Cleveland already had a disgruntled star. Yeah, Boston right. didn't, but now they have two. Well, Crowder's not a star, but you get my point. <laughs> yeah, 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 two role players. So, all right, there you go. That was the Not an Emergency pod talking about Nerlens Noel. A lot of stuff happening. There's a lot of uh, – lot more stuff to unpack from that go to uh, the smoking cuban check out isaac's piece go to mavs moneyball check out my piece about nerland's betting on himself a lot of good stuff a lot of hashtag content and uh guys thanks so much for listening to lockdown mavs we will continue hopefully unless something else crazy happens i don't know what could happen tomorrow that we wouldn't do hey he hasn't officially signed yet what if they just sign and trade him somewhere don't say that why would you just say that just now Uh, i'm just i don't know well, Let's go to sleep. It's I, 2 o'clock in the morning. I can't, I can't see another way that we wouldn't finish the 2011 Mavs uh, Finals flashback tomorrow. Game 6. And we are reading your your comments and your favorites. So let's do it right now. If anybody's listening right now, go ahead and tweet us. Go ahead and post it. Your favorite moments, we will read them all on the pods. Go ahead and tweet us your favorite moments of the 2011 Finals. We'll open it up now. Uh, and we will read also the reviews from iTunes. Go give us a five-star review. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. And Isaac, has Nerland signed? <laughs> yeah, he's signed. He's signed. Peace out, Nerlands. <laughs> peace out, Nerlands. It's about right. Cause I, no, anyway, peace out. <laughs> Boom. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.